You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. We closed out chapter 8 this last week of Revelation, and it ended with the fourth trumpet. That fourth trumpet had, had sounded, and there were seven trumpets to sound, so there's still three more to sound. In verse number 13 of chapter 8, we find that there was a three-time woe that was proclaimed. Uh, And those woes were based on the next three uh, trumpets that are going to sound. In chapter number 8, we find two of those trumpets sounding. And we will look at uh, at least the first trumpet sounding. I don't think we will get to the second trumpet sounding. Uh, But here, we'll look at this trumpet and these, these trumpets that are sounding, all of these are judgments. You know, there's coming a day where it's too late to get right. You know, isn't it nice when the Holy Spirit just convicts us about stuff and we didn't even really recognize it or we, He brings something before our face and he, he lets us know that we need to fix something and we're able to fix it, and everything's right between us and our Savior. The day's coming where that will not be the case. That judgment is going to come, and that judgment's going to come without an opportunity for anybody to get out, even to the extent of death. And here as we look at these trumpets, these judgments that are sounding, and these judgments that are coming, we've got to recognize that the same God that is a loving God is also a God of judgment. And He hates sin today in a time of, of grace, just like He will hate it in a time of judgment. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So just because we are living in a time where God has shown grace doesn't mean that God won't judge us. It doesn't mean that God will not judge a family. Have you ever seen a family who who just appears to be under the judgment of God? I have witnessed it over and over and over again. And until they get that something right, there is judgment. Because we're saved doesn't mean that we miss God's judgment. So tonight as we look at this and we look at Revelation, praise the Lord, we're not going to be here. If you're saved... You won't be here when this is going on. But at the same time, God's revealing this to us so we can recognize, 
hey, are there, there's something that I need to be aware of in my life? Is there something that I need to change? Are there things that I need to be reconciling with my God? Or maybe there's somebody that we know that is unsaved. And we don't know when the Lord's going to come back. And we don't want them to go through these judgments. And so let's go ahead and pray together and we'll get started. Father, we pray that you would bless tonight. Thank you for your word, your people that are here and those that are uh, have taken time to, uh, to come and to be in your house and those, Lord, that have... Uh, are watching online, and I pray that each and every one of us will be encouraged and helped. I pray that our mind would be uh, challenged, and Lord, that the Spirit of God would take the Word of God and just help us, uh, Lord, be able to make practical application of the truths that we will see. And so help us to understand you better, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. All right, so here uh, we closed uh, chapter 8 out with those first four of those seven judgments. Uh, and after that fourth judgment, we find that woe, woe, woe. And then we get into chapter number 9, and we see here uh, the a judgment that is coming. And this judgment is a judgment uh, that we will, we will call, this is the scorpion uh, judgment. Uh, the first trumpet was the scorching judgment. The second uh, trumpet was the sea judgment. The third one was the star judgment. The fourth trumpet uh, was the sky judgment. And now we get into uh, chapter number eight or chapter nine. We see this scorpion judgment. And so uh, we will look at uh, uh, number. Uh, trumpet six is the second, so the tr the scorpion judgment is the first woe. The slaying judgment is the second woe. And then the series judgment is going to be that seventh trumpet, and that's the third woe. And we call that the series uh, judgment because that judgment will, will also include uh, the seven uh, vials uh, that are going to be poured out as well. Uh, and so uh, we see the judgments that come, uh, and we definitely are not wanting to be a part of them. All right, so uh, when we get to that seventh judgment, uh, or go to, go to chapter 11 real quickly with me, uh, and we see that seventh uh, judgment sounding in chapter number 11. So here we are in chapter number uh, 9, and we are dealing with the fifth judgment, uh, and then it will be all the way uh, to chapter 11 before we get to that seventh judgment. Uh, Revelation 11, verse 14. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And I'm thankful that he is going to reign forever and ever. Uh, so uh, that, is, that is the spread, though, uh, from, from, ch from uh, uh, chapter number uh, 9 here to chapter number 11 before we get uh, done with the third, uh, those three woes. All right, so let's go back at uh, chapter number uh, 9 and let's look at verse number 1. Revelations chapter 9 and look with me at verse one. Uh, the Bible says, And the fifth angel sounded, 
And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. All right, so here we have this fifth angel sounds, and he is referencing that fifth trumpet sounding. And with that, uh, a star was falling from heaven. Now, uh, they believe that this star that is falling from heaven is representing Lucifer. He is the fallen angel. Uh, and so uh, we, we recognize as we're looking through the Word of God, everything is not in chronological order here. So uh, as we're looking at Revelation and we see this star falling, uh, we, we see that uh, this star is probably uh, referring to uh, Satan. So take your Bibles, go to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah 14, look with me at verse number 12. Isaiah 14, and verse 12, the Bible says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the, uh, of the pit. So this star uh, is, is going to be used by God for judgment. You know, God can even use Satan. God can use Satan. God can use Satan's hate for this world. God can use Satan's hate for uh, and his destructiveness. Uh, God is going to uh, give Satan uh, the key to the bottomless pit here. And we're going to see how Satan is going to be uh, used to, uh, to bring about some of these judgments uh, that are there. And so this, our sovereign God uh, can use a brutal, a hateful, a vengeful motive, uh, an attack uh, to accomplish his will. Uh, you think about uh, people in the past that God has used. Uh, God has used Pharaoh. What did Pharaoh do? Pharaoh, uh, he killed all the, uh, all the babies, all the male children uh, in Israel. We see how uh, Pharaoh, uh, in the enslaving of God's people for over 400 years. You think about uh, Nebuchadnezzar, who God used to bring judgment uh, to Israel uh, and the 70 year captivity that was there, the destruction. God can use anyone. God can use anyone. He used the donkey uh, with, with Balaam. He used, uh, he used a chicken, a rooster with Peter. Uh, he, can, he can use anybody. And here God is going to uh, allow Satan to be a part of this, this star uh, Satan is following. Uh, and when we look at this, uh, back at verse number uh, 1, Revelation says, uh, I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. 
Uh, so here, what do we find? Uh, we find that he was given a key. Now, a key is a, it is a way of passage. It is a way or, or a, an opportunity of authority. Uh, but it's also permission. You see, he didn't have the key. Someone above him had to have the key. And it had to give him permission to, to use that key. God is always in control. Uh, there, no matter how chaotic something may seem, God is always in control. And Satan has, uh, has, has always been and will always be uh, under and subject to our God. He will always be subject. And so, but this star uh, that is falling is a power, but the power is a limited power. He was given uh, the keys to the bottomless pit. Uh, and so with that, there is that authority, there is, there is that power that he has uh, to be able to open up that, that pit. And when he's opening up that pit, we're going to find that uh, there are uh, destructive demons. There are the beasts that are going to come out that are a part of these judgments. Uh, and, and we recognize that Satan is part of that dark power. So go, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 10, we'll read down to verse number 18, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and washing thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now look back at verse number 12. Uh, verse number 12, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so uh, this, this uh, realm, this, this wicked realm uh, is there. Satan uh, was, was the one. He had that key. Uh, he was given a key to the bottomless pit. And those, uh, these, these, uh, uh, these beasts that are here that we'll talk about here in a second, uh, they are bound by God. They're not out right now. They're in the bottomless pit. They're not waiting to be created. They're already there. They are spiritual 
wickedness. They are spiritual. Uh, these, these are powers that are already existing. And they are in that bottomless pit. And they are, they are locked in. God has not, re, he has not allowed them uh, to be released. Uh, and so here we see this. Uh, but the key is a symbol of authority and permission. Verse number 2. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened uh, by the reason of the smoke of the pit. You see, the pit was open. And the smoke, uh, the smoke as uh, of a great furnace, uh, this smoke... It was darkness. Now, we already saw with the fourth trumpet, we saw that trumpet sound, and we saw the third part of the, the lights, the sun, the moon, the stars. A third of all the lights were darkened uh, by the smoke of, that, uh, of that, uh, that, uh, that light, that trumpet, that judgment. Now, this judgment is add, adding the demoralizing of darkness and and so from one-third of the darkness going out, now there is a whole new darkness that is about to begin. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when all of a sudden everything goes dark? And God brings about, He brings about allows these beasts to come out. Revelation 9, 3, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, uh, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. Uh, and so here there is this, this uh, uh, power, the power of these, these locusts, these beasts. Uh, and the power was power to destroy. Uh, it was power to sting. But it was power that was uh, oh, it was restricted power. Uh, the, the power of darkness is always under the restrictive power of God. Satan never will be in complete control. Revelation 9, 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing. Neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh man. And we find here that, that uh, with this, these beasts, they're subject they're subject to uh, the restrictions that God has placed on them. Uh, yet, that darkness comes. And uh, can you imagine if you were on the earth and all of a sudden, uh, again, another level of darkness comes uh, because of the smoke is coming out uh, of the pit. Uh, and, and we see that, that these beasts here, uh, that they were, they were sent and they were not going to kill but they should torment. And the torment was the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now, I don't know about you, but being stung by a scorpion does not sound fun. Has anybody ever been stung by a scorpion? You have? Okay. I have not. I have seen them, 
but I, ha- I have never been stung by one. Uh, and I don't anticipate ever being stung by one uh, either. I don't plan on getting that close. But these beasts were subject to the boundaries and restrictions uh, of God that he had put on them. He said that they could not hurt the grass. They could not hurt a, a tree. Uh, that, uh, that, and that's the nature of these locusts. These locusts are the beasts that are coming out, uh, and the very nature of a locust is to destroy uh, the green. Uh, it is to destroy the crops. It is to destroy the, the plants. But God said, no, you're not going to come as a locust to destroy. You're going to come as a locust, but you are going to have a tail of a scorpion. And that that uh, beast is going to be there uh, and bring about that, uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, uh, that stinging there, that torment. Uh, so let's look at it again. He said it was commanded, verse 4, them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. You know what, the people of God, those that are saved, they are not going to endure that pain of the scorpion. It says, and to them, the, scor- the, the locust with the tail of the scorpion, it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now they say that the life of a, of a locust is five months. From May to September is the basic life of a locust. And it's during that period of time that they destroy. And in this time, these locusts are going to be coming and it will be a five-month period. Think about here, we have the the fifth trumpet that has sounded, and now there'll be a minimum of five months before the sixth trumpet sounds. And so, five months of fear. Five months of trying to avoid being stung. Trying to deal with the pain. And so here we see those that were not going to be tormented uh, were those that had the seal of God in their forehead. Now, we talked about that when we went through chapter 7. So go back to Revelation chapter 7. And let's look at verse number 2. Revelation 7 and verse 2. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, and to whom it was given to hurt the earth and sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And so uh, these are the ones that are going to avoid that torment uh, by these locusts. Uh, so, so let's look at what these locusts are going to be like. Go to chapter 5. Or, I'm sorry, Revelation 9, verse 5. We'll keep going through. Revelation 9 and verse number 5. The Bible says, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. 
and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Can you imagine how much torment, how much fear we would have to be in that we would want to die? But that's the case during this judgment. They are going to want to die. They are, they are going to seek death, but death will not be an option to them. It's part of that judgment. And you know, we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose our consequence. And those that reject God, they have that opportunity and they have that choice to reject God, but they don't have the choice on what the judgment is going to be. You and I, in our own personal lives, God has given us a free will. We can choose to sin. We can choose to go astray. But it does not mean we get to pick the consequences. There are consequences for our actions. You know, just like there are blessings. I was uh, in chapel with the high school kids this morning. Uh, I, I was telling them that uh, we look at... We look at consequences that they're always negative, and consequences aren't always negative, but that word has a negative connotation to it. Uh, but just as when you do wrong, there are a negative uh, response that is going to come. Judgment will come. When you do right, there are blessings that are going to come. You know, it's a, it's a decision that we make, and we don't, we don't get to, to pick all of the, the outcomes but we do have a choice in what decisions uh, that we choose to make. And so here, these locusts, they could not kill, but they could torment. Five months. Five months of torment. Men would seek death, but de death would flee from them. Death was sought, but death was not found. So let's go to verse number 7. Revelation 9, 7. And the Bible says, And the shapes of the locusts were like unto, what? Horses. So here, God is giving us some context. These scorpions are like as unto a horse. Now you think about the size of a horse. And now you think about the, the tail that, and the size of a tail of a scorpion, just the size of the tail on a regular scorpion, and now you try to proportionately put that on a horse. It's going to be able to reach out and touch somebody pretty quick. When you think about the number of them, and the volume of, of them. You talk about fear. I mean, it would be fearful to just have a horse chasing you down. When we were kids, I uh, lived out in the country, and we had uh, right across uh, the, the, uh, uh, the road, we had to come down a long road and through a, a gravel road, and we had uh, houses uh, this direction, and we had three acres, and uh, right on the other side of that uh, gravel road, uh, there was a 40-acre ranch, 
and the uh, the man that owned it, he had horses, quarter horses, but he also had he had steer, uh, and he had had these these cows that were out there, these steer, uh, and they had horns, and they did not like kids, and we would we would come. Uh, down the driveway after school, come down the main road, and we would climb the fence, and we'd see how far we could start, how far from the corner, and see how far we could, how big of a corner we could run uh, to get across to uh, without getting trampled by one of these steer. And there were a few times where we just about got it. And you're trying to catch, uh, cut this this uh, uh, this corner, and those steer are just about on top of you, and you have to change direction because you're not going to make it to your uh, to your appointed post. And you had to turn and just dive over these barbed wire fences uh, to try not to get trampled or gored. Uh, and you know, I can't even imagine a horse chasing us down with a tail of a scorpion. And here, just the, the fearfulness uh, of this. You look at all that's going on. So the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. So, so these, these locusts, they were protected. Their face were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were the breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was, was like the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like scorpions. And, and there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose not, name in the Hebrew tongue was Abaddon. And in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. So here we see this. We see this imagery of a horse with a tail. And the, the face was as a man. The hair was as of a woman. You know, God, God still describes in, in absolute. There's a way for a man to wear his hair. There's a way for a woman to wear her hair. God wants us to look different. All of the confusion that's going on with gender identity, a lot of it has to do with how we carry ourselves. Have you ever driven down the street and tried to figure out, was that a guy or a girl? Yeah. You know the symbol of the symbol of a woman still is a dress. Every culture. The symbol of a man is pants. Amen. Don't turn me completely off. The devil doesn't work on short-term agendas. He's not working in since World War II till now. And that was basically when it changed in America. 
But now the genders are, there is so much confusion. Men are dressing like women. We just had a man visit our church two weeks ago wearing a skirt. And I had quite a few people say, what's going on? Well, he has as much right to wear a skirt as ladies have to wear pants. It's, it's an identity. And we have, here we have this face of a man. We have the hair of a woman. There's, they're different. And I know that's not popular. But just like it's a, if, if I was wearing a skirt in here, you would leave. Right? You'd leave. You'd say, Pastor, that's wrong. What verse would you use to tell me that that was wrong? Deuteronomy 22.5. It's an abomination for a woman to wear that which pertains to a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. You see, there's a garment for men, there's a garment for ladies. So, so we start looking at, we start looking at so much confusion. That wasn't even my message tonight. But we look at the confusion in our world today. And a lot of it has to do with even God's people aren't following God's plan. And there's, there's all kinds of confusion going on. And it's not just hair. And the gender confusion, the identity confusion... The appeal for the opposite for the same sex relationships. The devil, the devil's working overtime. And he's trying to, he's trying to destroy. And we've got, we've got to recognize that there's a battle going on. And and here when we look at our world and we see uh, the the these individuals, these uh, beasts that are going to be there. It, it's confusing here uh, with this. These shapes uh, of these locusts, uh, these uh, horses prepared for battle, uh, and uh, on their heads, uh, crowns like gold, faces of a man, hair of a woman, uh, confusion, uh, the breastplates of, of iron, the wings as sounds of many chariots and many running horses. And you think here just uh, the fear that would be brought about because of, uh, because of the, uh, the sound of these, these uh, scorpions coming uh, that were like the uh, horses, tails like scorpions, uh, stings in their tails. Uh, they had power to hurt for five months, uh, and they had a king over them. 
And so these, uh, this king was uh, the king of the demons of the abyss. Uh, that's what uh, uh, the bottomless pit was an abyss. It was a, uh, a bottomless hole is the literal translation. Uh, and so there was five months of judgment, uh, which was darkness. There was five months of fear. There was five months of demonic beasts running uh, wild and delivering stings of torture without the relief of death. Uh, five months of terror and torment. And then let's get to verse number 12. It says, One woe is past. And behold, there cometh two woes more hereafter. There's two more coming. And this woe was far greater. This trumpet, this first woe was far worse than the first four of the judgments. And this second judgment that comes right after, this next judgment that's about to come, it is far worse than this first woe. And just the judgments here, as we look at these seven trumpets and the, the judgments that are here. Uh, so we will, we will pick up uh, next week with uh, the second woe. But all of these judgments, they are going to be on those who have rejected God. Now, let's... Let's not, not only should we not reject him, we should be embracing him uh, on every level in our lives. And embracing him for salvation, if you don't know him as your savior, you need to accept him as your savior. And then we need to tell other people so they don't find themselves under these woes. Father, I pray you'd help us. Uh, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. And help us, Lord, to be able to take it and to apply it. I pray that you would help us as we uh, try to just live for you. May you just give us insight and wisdom and guidance. Uh, watch over our people. Uh, give them safety. Uh, and then, Lord, as we head our own direction, uh, I pray that you would just uh, keep us safe and help us to serve you, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. All right. God bless you. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.